Prepare yourself for Listoff, the gaming podcast where your hosts, Brian and Ryan, rank the things they love. Three, two, one, Listoff! This week, we break out the red pens and issue detentions as we discuss the big three and the letter grades we give them for 2022 so far. How are you, Ryan? I'm good, Brian. I am. I brought my ruler to slap knuckles. Oh, jeez. I am I thought, going. I to thought be... teachers stopped doing that. Not this teacher, buddy. Oh, it's my. I don't get to do this often, so I'm going to take advantage of my opportunity to uh, grade harshly. Okay. Not really. Bad teach. How you doing? I'm doing great. I am almost over whatever garbage is happening in my head with the uh, sickness. Not mental garbage, well, you know, that's, yeah. I, I don't have any of that, but to, yeah, to just, clarify. just yeah. congestion and, and whatnot. So, but I am very excited for this episode because we are going to talk all of our, our favorite, I called them publishers, but you're right. You know, they, they do more than just publish games. We're right. talking Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft, the big three, mm-hmm. and we are going back to school. We are giving out some letter grades based on their performance for 2022 thus far so we're not going to have everything because we're only in uh end of august here but we are back to school so it's time to to grade as it were right it's a little early i guess the day they come back to get a letter grade but this is like the summer reading assignment it's it's a cool thing man yeah so i'm gonna say this is the pop quiz on the first day of class but before we do all that we should do a pre-fight checklist because I am prone to forgetting those. You forgot once, dude. We've done like over a hundred episodes. You forgot once. You, That's right. You know, we all yeah. have our days. All right. Well, let's buckle in. And Ryan, why don't you tell me about a little what you've been playing this week? Sure, I will. First, I do want to say thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you guys found our show. Uh, if you'd like to chat with us and other good people, join our Discord. The link's in the show notes below. It's where you could give out your top 10 lists or just comment on our weekly episodes. And uh, you can also just chat about video games or whatever you have going on in your life. Yeah, we were chatting Gamescom pretty yeah. pretty much on the dot there as it was live. That was yeah, a lot we of fun. Live streaming it. Uh, basically, not live streaming, but live reaction on the yes. Discord. Yeah, it was unplanned. I didn't think I was going to do that, but I, I ended up having quite a bit to say about it. Yeah, both of us were working. Just yeah. putting that out there. Oh, wow. Gosh. You know, <laughs> people from my work might listen to this. Oh, no. So, yeah. I was not at work when this was happening. That's right. To clarify. You were in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. I was on break. Uh, yeah, yeah. In the show notes is also where you'll find our coffee page where you can donate to the show or even become an honorary crewmate for as little as $2 a month. Uh, we did have a new crewmate, honorary crewmate, Rick Firestone. Welcome aboard, and thank you so much. Because of you, we are now 99% of our goal to purchase new microphones. And I went ahead and pulled the trigger uh, yeah. and just, just bought them because, like, will we ever see that other 1%? I don't know. But, like, hey, man, <laughs> we're close enough. So we by this time next week, we'll have new microphones. Sweet. Which is super exciting. Uh, sincere thank you to everybody who contributed. We could not do it without you. Could now we won't sound like garbage. We'll sound actually professional. I'm very much looking forward to it. This is just my voice. I am still stuck with it, even with a better microphone. So, <laughs> you know, you be the judge. <laughs> but uh, yes, I will definitely get into my pre-flight checklist now. I've been playing one game. It's going to be easy. I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. It is the game I am exclusively playing, and I am still very much loving it. I am progressing the story pretty well. I won't give any story spoilers away, uh, but I do like the direction it's heading in. I think I'm about to get a turn towards something else. I will say, out of the sections I've done, everybody should know it takes place in like the western part of America, right? Based Forbidden of, West. Right, Forbidden West, and based off the setting of the last game and everything. I will. I, I, there's a part where you go to Las Vegas, and that had me like jaw dropped. Yeah, it was one of the coolest things I've experienced in a video game this year. Being able to complete certain tasks there, and and the reward that you get for it, the visual reward you get for it, is just yeah. so cool. And it's one of those moments where you become so subconsciously immersed in this world that it's almost like you're seeing it through the people who inhabit that world through their eyes. 
Right. So you're the whole time I was just thinking, like, gosh, imagine how they feel about seeing this stuff. Like, yeah, it's beautiful to me. It's gorgeous and mind blowing to me. But to be in the shoes of these characters who've never experienced anything even remotely close <laughs> to that. And it's just such a cool moment, man. Such a cool yeah. moment. Yeah. These are the moments I was experiencing back in February and March. And I was just like, oh, man, this game is so good. And I was waiting for you to play it. So we're finally here. How's your progress going in Elden Ring, buddy? Elden, uh, so we'll get to my pre-flight checklist here and, and you'll you'll be uh, probably disappointed, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, any other games or that Horizon that's, Forbidden that's the West one. is, is the yeah. one and only? Yeah, okay. it's, it's Horizon uh, for me. And that's, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. I think we'll probably end up talking about it more at some point. Yeah. yeah. At some point during the year, we'll probably talk about it more. Yeah. So. For my pre-flight checklist, I played zero games this week. I played nothing, but I did watch Kayla play a lot of Cult of the Lamb. Right. So that is that is pretty much what, what I've seen uh, this week. And that game continues to be a lot of fun. You, even watching it is 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 really cool. Uh, she has progressed. I think she has probably like 15 or 20 cult followers. Wow. And she she's doing a great job with it. She's got all sorts of upgrades going on, a bunch of doctrines that are making her followers do very specific things. A lot of them are very devoted to her. She has no problem with the faith. So all of these things are 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 in good shape. She even had, and I, I thought this was very interesting, she had one of her cult followers request to have a meal constructed specifically for them made with poop. Wow. You can create meals for all the people. Yeah. I've in, heard about your this. Cult. Yeah. And yeah, one of them was like, I've, I really want to try a meal of poop. It's just got to contain some poop. And whenever you make these meals, it gives you different attributes like, Hey, this is going to, you know, make this person sick 15% right. chance of that. Poop Pro meals are a 50% chance of making you sick. Kind of surprised it's not 100, to be I know, honest. I know, I yeah. <laughs> know. Uh, so she she obliged. She made she made this little animal, her poop meal. They That's loved so it. Funny. They they loved it. They, they went to town on that thing. They did end up getting sick. And uh, probably about 10 minutes later, they did request to be sacrificed. It's like know, anything's but... better than this. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's but so funny. overall, you know, they were very happy to to be in the cult and eating poop and being sacrificed. So. Dude, how demeaning though! You're basically like farming these humans. Are they humans? No, or other animals. They're right? creatures. Yeah, yeah, they're like you know little ducks and buffalo. Right. Very so, cute. So you're just farming them to sacrifice them, and then on the journey there, you feed them poop. Like that's terrible. What a <laughs> life to live, you know. But they're like all for it, right? They're like, oh man, this is great. Like this is for my religion. This is well, for she cult. gives them really good meals too. This was a specific good. request. I mean, they're usually eating like you know fish fillets and all sorts of stuff. You can feed them just grass. And you have a McDonald's has, in the game, right? <laughs> a filet of fish. It's, it's back for a limited time, but yeah, she, she does have one of the attributes that says like, Hey, everyone will be fine to just eat grass. And that's a perfectly good meal. So gosh, man. Um, so is it a lot of juggling? Does it seem to be overwhelming in that aspect? Is it there still seem... the dungeon crawling, like coming into play often enough to mix it up or totally, totally. I mean, you can do it whenever you want. You can right. jump into the dungeon at any point. The game does kind of ping you about your status back at home. Mm -hmm. So it'll say like, Hey, you know, your faith is, is dropping or someone ended up dying and you should probably take care of that because you need to you know bury dead bodies and put them in the grave otherwise people end up getting sick right um i think there are different attributes that say like yeah people don't mind if there's a dead body or you can kind of put people on grave duty so everyone has a job and mm. you just need to manipulate them into thinking that they like what they're doing yeah i think i've determined this is not my type of game <laughs> but yeah like, i mean I, i'm glad so many people are enjoying it it really is Animal Crossing plus Hades. It, it's those two games mashed together. Yeah. So, I'd rather just the Hades, you know? Yeah, personally. I can understand that. And and the Hades portion is like not the level that Hades ever achieves. Mm -hmm. It is pretty simplistic. But yeah, the, the game definitely shines with all the other aspects of management. That's all I have watched someone play. I did not play any games myself, but I will. I, I did buy that Decades of Horror bundle that included yeah. all the Resident Evils. So 
I finally have Resident Evil for three. Should get on that, Brian. I know. I know. Definitely get on that. I will. That is the next game that I will be playing. I, I put it on the Steam Deck to to make it even more likely that I'll oh, play. Oh, that's it. cool. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, what a cool thing to own that you could play re- the Resident Evil Three make right handheld. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for the pre-flight checklist. I say we get into it. Okay, Ryan, this is our mission report, and we are talking about the big three, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft, and we are giving some letter grades out just in reference to how they've been doing in this year, 2022. So do you have any preferences for where you want to start? Do you want to do Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft? Um, I think we'd go in alphabetical order. So That's Microsoft, right. Nintendo, Sony. Okay. That uh, sounds good to me. No, just because it seems unbiased in any way. Uh, yep. I will say, yeah, like Brian mentioned, this is for their output this year. It's not for the promise of future games. It's for things that are confirmed to be released prior to the end of the year and games that have already come out. We are including hardware as long as it is something for 2022. If it, if it even applies, I don't even know if there's a company it applies to because I the DualSense Edge was just announced, but is that do we have a date for that? I don't think so. I don't so, think right? we have any confirmation of date. We do have a confirmation that PSVR two is twenty twenty three, so yeah. that would be ineligible here. Correct, correct. So Microsoft, yeah, how are they doing? So I think Game Pass will pretty much cement Microsoft as nothing lower than a C. Like ever, like I, I can never see them dropping below a C just because they will. They have Game Pass, and it's one. It's one of, if not the best deal in gaming, right? Sure. But I'm afraid I can't give them anything more than a B minus. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like that's fair. I was a terrible student, so to me, a B minus is like <laughs> a pretty, pretty solid grade. Nice. <laughs> I'd be more than happy with a B minus in my like younger years. Right. Uh, and they're, I think they're the best platform for indies at the moment because of Game Pass. I right. mean, I definitely feel like this year they've surpassed Nintendo in that regard. You're getting a lot of indies in on the service. Pretty much a lot of the games, too, when they're available for Nintendo, they're also available to purchase on Microsoft if they're not in Game Pass. I also think you get the day one indie games on Game Pass fairly regularly. Sure. So some notable releases from 2022 are Tunic. As Dusk Falls, Nobody Saves the World, Citizen Sleeper, you get titles like Shredder's Revenge and Trek to Yomi, which were day one Game Pass, As Dusk Falls was as well. Scorn is coming in October, and Plague Tale Requiem, I think, is prior to year end. But other than that, they don't really have a ton coming out with the holidays. So that played a role in in why their letter grade kind of suffered a little bit. If you want to consider a B- bad. Yeah, I just, so the games yeah. that you mentioned for the most part are exclusives. Like Shredder's Revenge right. was not an exclusive, but it was on on Game Pass. Right. And that's what I I mentioned in Game Pass directly, but some right. some of them are exclusives and that played obviously the exclusives for all the big 3 played a pretty hefty role in my grade for sure. them. Sure. Uh, but even with Game Pass there's just not a lot I find myself wanting to dive into. Right. On Xbox, it's probably the console that has been taking up the least amount of my time lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't really have any big first party releases going into this holiday season. So I, I will say, if we do this again next year, I do expect this grade to go way up in 2023. Right. Because right. they do have a ton of releases in the works and scheduled to come out. And they're really going to be ramping up that first party production. So, yeah, it, you know, next school year when we're handing out letter grades, yeah. it might be a different story. But for 2022, I'm afraid I'm I'm giving them a B minus. Well, remember, they, they gave that whole graphic that had, here's what's coming out 2022. Here's what's coming out 2023. They were including things like Diablo 4 on their 2023. Right. So they're they're leveraging that Activision deal as if it's one and done or you know already done and, and I know but like written there's in, in stone. There's still like litigation going on about I it know. and stuff so uh, yes like it, I think it's done but have we seen a first party Microsoft game from Activision or Blizzard yet? Not in 2022 no. are we no. getting one? Not in 2022 so Right couldn't really take that into consideration uh yeah it looks like you have a lot of support here in the chat it's your boy brock pretty much agrees uh saying you and i both ryan 
uh, and take himself. I agree with this take. I played all the games you mentioned. Game Pass greatly helps. And I, for me, Game Pass is what's going on for, for Microsoft right now. I gave them a C minus. Wow, you are a harsh grader. Bro. I am a harsh grader. It, it, it turns out when I was looking at the exclusive game list, I came up with Tunic. Yeah. Uh, so I I could not really remember any other exclusive games. Y- you did mention a lot more that were on there. Uh, I would not consider Shredder's Revenge like a true exclusive. But it's that day one game pass. Like you do, it's yeah. a game I would have played and I didn't have to buy it. So that sure. played a role in my grade. It does. It does. And we'll see soon how that, you know, they're not the only one playing this game anymore. So I, I, I also yeah. tried to be considerate of games that I necessarily like weren't necessarily for me so something like tunic i was kind of meh on but like a lot of people love it and as dust falls i have not met a single person who played as dust falls and didn't enjoy it and that's that's one of the beauties of game passes here's just a hundred plus games and i think there's might even be 200 at this point Mm. and there's gonna be something for everyone at this point there's so much to experience out there it's it's such a good deal for people you know who may have been out of gaming for years and years that's just like a ridiculous amount of gaming that you can get for a pretty low price yeah so my my c minus really does come into i mean these are our personal feelings on it there wasn't much that microsoft did for me this year my game pass expires at the end of this year. They got to do some work to, to really make me say like, I'm going to keep subscribing. I feel like when things like Activision or, or, you know, these games start coming out, uh, Hellblade, you know, there's a lot out there that feels like it's, it's on the horizon, but that's not what this letter grade is dictating. So, and you could always let it lapse for like a month or two and pick it back up. There's no penalty for doing something like that. So, right. Right. So yeah, for what they gave me this year so far, I mean, and even be like, we were going to get Starfield, We were going to get Redfall. Those Mm. things slipped. Yeah. And I mean, that that's going to hurt them, but they they have the money and the power to to have that happen and to make a, a good game. And, you know, when they when those do, games do come around, it's going to be an event. It's it's going to push things around and people are going to get out of the way for it. So yeah. I don't think they're they're hurting from from those delays in particular, but it's definitely putting a pretty big mark on, on my letter grade uh, I, as a result. Yeah. I see, I could see, easily see them gaining steam as this console generation goes on, though. They have so yeah. many first party studios now, exactly like, because of the acquisitions they've made. So, right, yeah, yeah. All the irons are in the fire, and we will see them all at at some point here. Yeah. So uh, we do have some listener responses oh, that yes. I'd like to read about uh, Xbox. Uh, we'll, we'll probably just go back and forth here. Yep. So the question that was posed was out of microsoft nintendo and sony who is having the best year and why so we had a few responses for xbox and the first one is from some tof he responded on discord he said so far maybe xbox xbox with the big game pass day one releases but ragnarok ain't out yet so sony can always jump back and i think that's pretty like yeah ragnarok could be that game that you know shifts people's opinion of which companies actually having the best games this year. Uh, so other Xbox. Yeah. We'll just call them fanboys. Fanboys. We'll just call them fanboys. Why not? No, I'm kidding. Answers to the answers to the question. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Uh, so the starter quest podcast, uh, they say Microsoft for sure. The Activision deal is still rocking the gaming world months after being announced. If it fully completes, it will be a very compelling 2023 to see what happens on the back of it. Right. Yeah. Which like, yeah, definitely all this makes sense. But the question was about 2022. So right. I, I, this kind of echoes what we were saying about the future. It's the future promise is nothing right now. So exactly. Uh, but yeah, I agree with the points they're making for sure. 
Uh, And then uh, another response that's pro Xbox is by welcome to Game Corp. From a business standpoint, Microsoft is killing it right now. Their recent acquisitions are insane and they offer Game Pass, a service so good it's changing the industry. They're currently doing so well that Sony has openly stated they are worried. Um, I'm assuming this has occurred that Sony has said it, but I don't know if Sony feels differently now that their PS Plus service has launched. You know, I'm assuming that's doing really, really well for them. I would imagine so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially like people paid for it for Stray. I was one of them. Right. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of changed their feeling on Game Pass. And it's good. You're right about them changing the industry because Sony probably created that whole new PS Plus service as a response to Game Pass. So, I mean, they probably tweaked a few things about it and, and yeah. Yeah. When when they were thinking about what they were going to do, um, now have they said they they're worried? I, that's what I'm. I can't confirm yeah. more than that. I feel like, like I heard I don't know. them saying something to the effect of like they don't like it because of the route that it's going to take right. the gaming industry. I feel like the companies typically say that about each other. Like they're not. Yeah. It's not like they don't give each other praise they just have odd ways of doing it like microsoft has said oh we're looking closely at the dual sense right like they do kind of feed off of each other in a way of like hey this is really working for them maybe we should adopt it sure right yeah they do have weird ways of showing it because uh microsoft is showing it litigiously right. now yeah, exactly <laughs> so. exactly they're blocking our games yeah right yeah right. that's a whole other bag we are it not is. bringing up any nope. <laughs> uh, legal transactions or goings on in this episode yeah let the big giants fight let them fight <laughs> yeah exactly it's always it's going to work out for us probably yeah exactly yeah uh well yeah that so those are all the different listener uh thank you again for writing in everyone yeah. uh we we wanted to hear your opinions and, and you gave them so that's great so yeah c minus for me uh did you have anything to to add to that b minus for me b minus for you okay microsoft pulling pulling some okay letter grades there yeah all right well microsoft's done you want to get to nintendo here let's do it let's do okay. it so uh i'll i'll hold my letter grade till the end this time okay, <laughs> okay. but uh i think nintendo is having an extremely good year a very strong year i don't think we've talked enough about it on this show because many of the releases aren't necessarily games we're playing but That's they it. have but it doesn't take away from the fact that they're doing quite a bit. I mean, as far as first-party releases go and exclusives, they got two Kirby games, Forgotten Land and Dream Buffet. Granted, mm-hmm. Forgotten Land was really well-reviewed, where Dream Buffet maybe not so much uh, <laughs> right now. They also have Live Alive, which is exclusive, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Fire em- they got that Fire Emblem Musou game, mm-hmm. uh, Switch Sports, Triangle Strategy, Mario Strikers Battle League, Neon White. Uh, it's Cult of the Lamb. It might be on Xbox as well, so maybe it's on. It. It's on every. We're playing on a PlayStation, right? So it's but on yeah, a bunch of things. Uh, Neon White, Splatoon Three is coming out. Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hopes and Bayonetta Three coming. Yeah, so they definitely have the holiday season lockdown. Right. Um, I think the bottom line is if you only console you own right now is a nintendo switch you're probably not unhappy about it and you have a lot of new stuff to play right so yeah uh, i will say my grade for nintendo is an a wow a minus a minus it is an a minus i have it here in my notes i wanted to give him an a but like i think it could have easily been an a plus Mm -hmm. if they showed i mean i know it's like the promise of future things but if there was something about the next switch like some right. information about the next switch yeah and not to mention you're showing near automata and uh <laughs> they got a port of that like they're getting right. all these ports all the time but I yeah think they, it's the end of the yorha edition if i remember correctly oh well of course it is <laughs> but uh it's the miha uh so yeah it could have been a higher letter grade i just wish they were doing more on the hardware front but as far as software goes nintendo's definitely having a strong year right and i think that's the the thing for me is uh nintendo has a lot of stuff that they've done not for me (laughs) i don't think there's a single thing this year that i have bought 
on the Switch. I'm I'm really struggling to to think. So I have the Kirby game, but I right. only played about 20 minutes of it. And uh, Live Alive really just like, but like you yeah. hear all the hype about Neon White and all these other games, and like Switch Sports is what people expected from a sports game. So right, right, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, you, I mean, you've mentioned a bunch of them. What Triangle Strategy? That was that was also. I mean, that was a huge game for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Strikers, Pokemon Legends. So there's a lot out there, but it's just it hasn't been for me in any way, shape, or form. I'm I'm more of the 2017 Nintendo. You know, those right. releases were were kicking butt for me. Give Brian Mario, Mario and Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, seriously, yeah. like that's that's what I'm looking for from from Nintendo. Uh, I, I can appreciate Kirby. I think that's the one that really strikes me as one that I would like to play. And I might play it before the end of the year. But yeah, I mean, Fire Emblem, that's great that people like it. I, I gave that that three houses one a shot and spent 30 hours. And it it's just not for me. Like I, right. I the, the part that I like is the Advance Wars part where right. you're you're fighting. I don't care about tea time or uh, relationships with any of the characters you should play live alive though yes yes i should play live alive we'll leave it at that <laughs> are you getting splatoon 3 so dude I'm, i am in full splatoon 3 hype mode right now like i am 100 yeah. i day one like let's get it let's go right Squid squad Woo yeah me. I mean maybe i mean it's it, it does look cool splatoon you know i i liked what i played of splatoon 2 it's a it's a fun franchise and everything right uh yeah i mean i w- i think i'll probably turn around when when it comes out and be like all right yeah this this seems cool because it's like what two weeks or so it's, it's, it's very it's really imminent. soon yeah two weeks i think you're right and um yeah it's gonna be for me a day one i think the biggest thing is like there's so much diversity in this game as far as weapon types and the the way you can manipulate how it plays when you dive into the ink. And I think, you know, people play first person shooters and a lot of them have weapons that are similar or act similar. And I was thinking about this today. I don't know if there's another or not, not first person shooters, but like competitive online games. Right. And I can't think of another one that has like the diversity of weapon types like Splatoon has. Mm hmm. It's insane. You have the rollers, you have the brushes. Now they have like the splatana. It's like a sword and they have, (laughs) you know, and they're constantly introducing new weapon types. And it's not just like, oh, these guns shoot different distances and different speeds. There's such a wide variety to it and how it changes the way you play the game is just really, I think, stellar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited, but I think you're going to have to hype me up to actually get it and I, I want to play it that, that's <laughs> right sure. it's the the problem is it's it costs money and that's <laughs> i get you in in this world where there's just like subscription stuff where i just get games it's sometimes it's a hard sell for me to to put the money out there and, and actually get something i totally get you man yeah, yeah. I'll have to buy it for you. No, I'm no, kidding. Don't buy it I wouldn't. I, <laughs> Please don't I would buy not. it for me. I would not. <laughs> I'm actually only getting it because I still have some of that uh, Switch like money sitting there. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you want to know my letter grade for Nintendo? I having do. Having said all that. I do. I feel like I talked through most of your part. <laughs> Sorry oh, about no, you're that. Good. I mean, you, you mentioned a lot of the things. I, I mean, we are getting Bayonetta 3 this year as well. I mean, again, it's we're just looking at 2022. That's a game people are excited about. So, you know, I think that'll factor into the overall when we when all is said and done for for the year. But I am only giving Nintendo a C plus as a result. I respect what they got going on. So I did this. My letter grades are in reference to the banger years. So like a 2017, that's an A. I think this is the second best year for Switch, though. I'm trying to think of like other good years. I mean, it, I think it, it's probably a strong year, but it's it's not it's not geared towards me in any way, shape, or form. I, yeah, I, I get don't it. care about any of the games that are coming out. So I see, I, and I understand. I did try to bring less of my personal bias into this, like because I'm a, I'm a grading people. I'm a teacher. I can't be like, oh, I 
I don't like these games, so I'll grade. Like that's like saying you don't like the class clown, so you're going to give him an F, even though no. they kind of did the same this work is, that other this people. This is did. like an English class where I'm grading on your performance, and I'm. This is my opinion for right, for but what like you've in got. a class, it doesn't matter if you're appeal to the teacher. If you're doing the work correctly, you get a good grade, right? I think that's what I'm do, going for. Yeah, you're taking it like a math class. Did they get the right answer? I'm I'm saying this is like a poetry kind of thing okay. where they need to they need to bring some substance. So it's more <laughs> subjective. Exactly. Okay. Yes. I get you. I get you. <laughs> Very subjective here. So yeah, we do have some listeners uh, who are also pro Nintendo as far as which of the big three are doing best this year. Oh yeah, uh, we'll start with another Discord response from Real Dave Jackson uh, from Tales from the Backlog. He says, "For games, I'd say Nintendo, including the next few months, for hype and momentum. This is kind of also an Xbox one because he continues to say, for hype and momentum, I'd say Xbox for all the Game Pass announcements. But like, what Game Pass announcements?" Not for 2022. Yeah. The cadence for Game Pass, just not not to go all the way back, but that is definitely slowed. I feel like we were getting stuff weekly, and now it's like maybe every three weeks, there's like a, hey, here's the Game Pass stuff coming up. Yeah. I will say uh, John in chat said uh, to Brian, it's a theater class. Exactly. Yes. It's it's more of a theater class. Well, you get the lead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo does not get the lead here. Uh, all right. So also, listeners, in reference to Nintendo, uh, Matter of Michael from Bits of Time says, personal taste-wise for exclusives, Nintendo. Plus, the Switch is killing it in sales. That's true. But hey, we got Elden Ring 2. Good year to enjoy some great games. It is. Yeah. It is a good year to enjoy some great games. That's Unless true. you're Brian and you hate Elden Ring. <laughs> Brian, I don't hate Elden Ring. Uh, he's, 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 you're... You hate it, man. I like Elden Ring. I think Demon Souls did, did more. <laughs> no argument here, my friend. Right. No, you got me there, dude. You, all you have to say is, "I think Demon Souls I, is better," and yep. I'll be like, "You're absolutely right." I right? know the button to yeah. press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So we also have AA Ron and Tommy. I think I'm pronouncing that right. From the Super Pod Saga, uh, they say Nintendo has been slapping out some good. Shit. This year. (laughs) Xenoblade 3, Splatoon 3, Kirby, Bayonetta 3, and Mario plus Rabbids, to name a few. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. They are deserving of, say, an A minus. Well, we haven't seen many of those games yet. So I'm reserving my judgment. No, you're right. We haven't seen like (laughs) most of those games yet. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Bayonetta 3. Not my style either. I'm I'm sorry to say. No, nah, it's not really my thing either. Yeah. yeah, but people are super excited about it. You know. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's a big the deal. games that Nintendo is pushing out there are really speaking to the people that like those games, and I respect deal. that. I did a more subjective subjective take on my letter grades, so that's why the the C plus stands. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh Ryan Wilson from You're Gonna Eat That Crust podcast. That is oh That's the God. best name, brother. <laughs> like so good, dude. I didn't read that before. before That's what I say to my four-year-old son. You're gonna eat that crust? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm not so lucky in my household. Wait, you right. eat pizza? No, th- my son would never give me the crust. That's not happening. Oh no, he doesn't give it to me either. Oh, okay. It doesn't stop me from asking for it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so Ryan says, "I absolutely love Game Pass, but Switch lets me game wherever and whenever I want. That's a win in this crusty boy's book." <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> what a dub! Yeah, get, get that W to Nintendo. Uh, yeah, Switch is great for for toilets, but that's what my Steam Deck is for too. Uh, I know we're not grading Steam right. on anything, but this I think that's also kind of what's going on in my household. Is all right. Well, we'll throw Valve is... in here. We'll throw Valve in here. Valve oh, for me, oh. for me, Valve gets a D, a D because they put out the Steam Deck, but they haven't put out any video games. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so there you they, go. They don't... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my evaluation. Right, right. How about you, Brian? Yeah. No, Valve's Valve's a. Kicking butt with the uh, the hardware for sure, but uh, 
No, what do you mean? They put out like thousands of games weekly. They're that's doing a great a, job. It's like giving Epic an A because they have the Epic Store and they put <laughs> sure. Goku in Fortnite. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the point stands the Steam Deck, I never have to worry about, oh, is this coming to Switch for any game? Because more than likely it's going to be on Steam and I'll more than likely be able to use my Steam Deck to play it. Yeah. So. That, that that whole aspect of the switch is kind of gone yeah, for me. It's being surpassed for sure. Like yeah. with a something that can do a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Got to come out with that new console, bro. That's I, that would that would excite me. Right. You know, I've I've said it before. If they had an OLED Switch Lite, I might I might think about getting something like that because I I just love the tiny systems. Uh, and to yeah. have an OLED screen would be amazing. An OLED Switch Lite is not a bad idea because then it's like, oh, we're forcing you to enjoy this better screen. <laughs> right. Right. Like, because I can see myself get the reason I don't get an OLED is like, well, I'll just play it docked most of the time anyway. Yeah. So you're not going to enjoy it at all. It doesn't right. matter. All right. Well, that's it for Nintendo then. You you gave them an A. Was it an A minus? A minus. Yeah. A minus. Okay. What did you I give them? Uh, uh, what did I give them? It was like so many windows open. It's a C plus. Oh, yeah. Well, so they're better than Microsoft. They are better than Microsoft. They should be. All right. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next then? Well, what's left? Hmm. (laughs) The last one is going to be Sony. Oh, back to school. Back to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch. Packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to school. Back to school. Back to school. All right. Well, before I get into what I'm giving Sony and why, if Brian gives them a B or better, he is confirmed Sony fanboy. Just saying. What? Confirmed Sony fanboy. <laughs> Confirmed no, I'm Sony kidding. fanboy. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. Uh, which, like, I would expect that from me, uh, not necessarily from you. Sony sure. is probably my favorite of the three systems just because of their first-party content. But yeah. we're talking about 2022 here, brother. Yeah. Uh, I will say their new Game Pass-esque service, the uh, PlayStation Plus tiers, is surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. I'm very pleased with that and and having that and being a member of it. A ton is available there, as long as you're like the extra tier or above. Right, a, a lot is available there. Uh, they have Horizon Forbidden West, loving that game. Stray, uh, Sifu, Ghostwire Tokyo, Un- <laughs> Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection was this year. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves 2022. Yep. Uh, which it could be seen as a cash grab. Same with The Last of Us Part One, but those are big big games. Gran Turismo 7, of course, the big one coming. God of War Ragnarok. Right. That is going to be huge. Uh, Yeah, you know, PSVR, but we can't talk about that because it's 2023 now. And then you have the announcement of the dual edge to rival the the Elite controller, but that's all future stuff, man. So I couldn't really take that into consideration. So I will say it's really the launch of the PS Plus service and those the strength of the first party titles that kind of affect my my grade here but is it wrong of me to assume God of War Ragnarok's going to be great i feel like that is kind of cheating it's a given in some ways. it, it's it almost feels a like given. a given but you know there's a lot that could happen you never know sure you never know sure. but i will say yeah it's that addition of the game pass esque service that kind of gives them a slightly better grade than microsoft because they have that service now that rivals game pass Plus, they have the first-party releases. Right. Maybe not as many as Nintendo, and maybe not as many exclusives as Nintendo, but big titles. So I, I think I'm going to say that they have a B plus for the year. Okay. Yeah, a B plus. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, do you think if is God of War Ragnarok in that decision at all? Or? Yes. It, I mean, the fact that it's coming is big, but like. Okay. It's just Sony's kind of in this weird place where they're doing really good, yeah, but they're not quite blowing me away, right? Sure. Like Nintendo is honestly blowing me away with the games they have coming out this year. It's a lot of exclusives and first party games, just from a volume standpoint, and like they're really well regarded, which yeah. is it's great. You know, Sony has a lot of controversy with these releases coming out, and I think rightfully so, but. 
regardless of all that, they do have the output, not quite to the level of Nintendo. And now they have that rival Game Pass service. So I feel like a B plus is a good grade. It's two whole tiers higher than than what I gave Microsoft. And sure. it's only it's only one under what I gave Nintendo. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah I think they're a solid B plus, man. Okay. Well, yes to all those games. I the these games speak to me in a much bigger way than anything Nintendo has put. I definitely see where people are coming from with Nintendo. If I were into those games, I would be loving the the output that that Nintendo's pushing out there. Mm-hmm. But the releases that Sony gives me are way more compelling. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Horizon Forbidden West. I mean, that I sunk so much time into that when it came out. That that is all I played during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it's where I'm at now. Like I'm not exactly. touching another game because I don't want to. Right. I, yeah, I don't need a break from Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, I got the PS Plus extra tier, and that has allowed me to play through Demon Souls, which you know I I got the year of it, and that was. $100 versus the $70 that it would have been just for Demon Souls. I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima. That's that's on there. I I could play through that. Death Stranding. Yeah, I want to Death- I want to actually like it's now I could play Death Stranding without having to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you can play that on both systems. Right, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm not sure if Death Stranding didn't they come out with like a an extra edition that mm-hmm. like the game of the year edition or something director's, director's cut. cut. Yeah. Same um, with Ghost of Tsushima. It's the director's right. cut. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that Microsoft doesn't typically do. They don't give you the extra editions that have more stuff. And it seems like Sony kind of is doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I have not played that, but I don't have to buy it anymore because I, I have that now. Um, so all that stuff is pretty compelling. Imagine being someone who has not played a PlayStation since like PS1. Dude, you would have so many of like the top 25 games of all time at your fingertips. It's ridiculous how much value is there. And, you know, that Sony answered the question about what what this is going to be. And I think they probably are coming out as strong as as they possibly can with it. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Like, I I think we're we're seeing a lot of good stuff at the very very beginning. And we might get a a reduced cadence at, at the end of it. But they're they've got a game plan uh you know they they have their we're gonna we're gonna put out god of war we're gonna bring that to our service a couple years later and then we're gonna put it out on pc a couple years later and you're gonna spend money each and every time if if you really like this game i mean people are buying spider-man again on the Mm -hmm. pc and it's it's you know they they have a, a pretty good business model for making money, so I don't think they have any reason to to stop doing what they're oh, doing. Oh man, that's the PC stuff is a good point. They are killing yeah. it on PC. Yeah. So that that's a really good point between Sony and Microsoft. Consumer wise, I would much rather Microsoft's plan. Right. You know, I I just subscribe to Game Pass, and you get. And, it all. I can I can play it on my right. Xbox. I can play it on my PC. I can play it on my phone. I could play it on my Steam Deck. You know, there's there's like an endless amount of ways that I can play it, and I pay one price. There have been so many times where, all right, well, yeah, I have Spider Man on the PS4, and that gets me the PS5 edition. Right. But then I'd have to rebuy it on, or no, I would have to upgrade to get the PS5 edition on. PlayStation. PC. What about PC? You'd have to buy it all over. I'd again, have to right? buy it all over again right, to get it right. on PC. So it's like all these different points where, you know, for someone who has who bought it on PS4, it's like, all right, well, do I really want to spend all this money to, you know, wasn't it like ten dollars to upgrade mm-hmm. from from PS4 to PS5? And yeah. it's just like Microsoft's not doing any of that, and and it really makes it consumer friendly when you're when you're seeing like how important it is that the play anywhere or like we're right. going to give you the best edition. Right, right. Don't worry about it. That yeah. is so huge. Uh, even just downloading, I forget what game I just downloaded, but it was like, do you want to download the PS4 edition on your PS5? Like, no, why, yeah. why would I ever you have to like that? select even like the store is a little wonky in that. Cause you have to select like, yeah. Oh, I want the PS5 edition. And it's not very good at doing that from the app. 
Like I know right. this is very nitpicky, but like when you hit like purchase, you then have to go back into it and select the version you want to download right. before it can start downloading. It's really an odd. I don't think it's setup. nitpicky at all. I think this is a stupid problem. Yeah. I think that, you know, there are places like Microsoft who are just feeding you the thing that you want without you having to to right. dig around for it. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's a huge thing that I I weigh more am invested in Microsoft's ecosystem oh, and yeah. how they deliver games to me. I think they're more user friendly. I think exactly. they're more I, I don't think any of these companies are like here for us. In the end, they're no. here for <laughs> our money. Right. But I think Microsoft has the best way of treating the people who purchase their products. Exactly. Uh they at least consider them. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Uh, I will say too something that I didn't think of is uh, console availability, hardware availability. We haven't even mm-hmm. talked about, and I think that is a hindrance for Sony more than Microsoft. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, it's also a matter of demand. I think the demand is higher for the PS5, but it, it's a problem for both of these companies when you can't meet demand. Right. Like we're in year two here, dude, of these consoles. You, you, we should probably be able to go to a store and buy them. At this point, you would think, uh, you know, I think I think this is a, a larger problem mm-hmm. with, with what's going on in the world that that is making this a, an impossibility. But yeah, we're we're two years in. I, I think I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to be right back in it for the holiday season where you're not going to be able to get anything. So, yeah, that's that's a, a good point for sure. So, I mean, yeah, my my letter grade for Sony Despite all of that great stuff, I'm still only giving them a B. I, I think that's a, a decent letter grade for what they've they've Fan got. And boy, <laughs> you heard it. I feel okay. like God of War. If that was in my hands, if I have played that, there's a chance that this gets elevated to an A. Mm-hmm. But without having played it, you know, there's. I mean, look, can we talk about The Last of Us Part One? That's cool. I'm not spending $70. I'm not buying that again. This is great for people who haven't played it. That's exactly. what it is. And if you haven't played it by now, like you're Imagine probably in the minority of PlayStation owners, right? If the remastered edition didn't exist, mm-hmm. I would absolutely be purchasing this. Right. There's no question about it. But I feel like I've gotten a good version of it. And, you know, we, we haven't seen the full product at this point. You know, obviously the developer is saying, Naughty Dog himself is saying, hey, we put a ton of work into this. It's worth the money, but I can't see myself spending seventy dollars to experience the same thing. <laughs> I am not gonna lie here. If they come out and say, if there, are, I told you this. We messaged about this. If there are enough reviewers that come out and say, like, "Hey, this has some significant story changes," or the areas are so expanded that it, you know it's more. It just takes that world and makes it. 10 times more interesting or whatever. You know how people talk when they review games. If the if the narrative is that there are enough changes that like it, it almost justifies the purchase, I am not going to lie to you. I would consider purchasing it because sure. I am a sucker for the last of us. And like, <laughs> yeah, I know it could it could definitely open me up for a lot of uh, negative comments and ridicule. <laughs> but like, hey man, I don't I don't care. Oh yeah, that don't don't worry about that. That's that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, if it, but it would have to be something like that, and I don't get the feeling that's the type of remake they're making. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know that they are. You know what? What area I want to see? Slight spoilers, I guess. If uh, <laughs> yeah, if you've never, you have not yeah. played The Last of Us Part One, uh, I want to see that kind of open area where you're like sniping from the house and you're like oh, yeah. providing cover. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a cool, like, oh my gosh, like I can see the city from yeah. from all this, you know, True. distance, like a good vista, yeah, right, yeah, right, definitely. Because I, I I can see that in my mind's eye. It does not look good it, from my recollection, right? So, no. yeah, there's room for improvement for sure. Absolutely, from all of these companies, there's room yeah. for improvement, definitely. Um, so we did have a few listeners who responded pro Sony. This actually got the least responses for pro Sony. Uh, the first one is from the Press Any Button podcast. They said, uh, out of which of the big three are doing the best, probably Sony with the obvious success of the PS5. And I, I yeah, it's a huge success. It is the console most people want. However, they can't get it. That's a problem. It's a right. problem. Yeah. 
that that is definitely a problem. Oh, Sorry. hold on, real quick. We got a question in chat here. It's from it's your boy Brock, and he says, "Are you guys in the group of the Last of Us Part Two is bad, or just isn't as good as Part One?" And well, Brock, I depends on how much time you have, but the Last of Us Part Two is probably my favorite game of all time. So nice. There you go. <laughs> that's that's the short version, right? Yeah. Yep. I love the game. Love it. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I love the game too. I I really do. I'll more probably an, replay it one of these days. Yeah, yeah. You're more of an Uncharted fella, right? I am. And The yeah. Last of Us, yeah. And, I, uh, yeah. Between the two, I would say, yeah, I'd, I'd rather have all the Uncharted games. Now, I don't know if this has ever come up. Do you Do you like part one better than part two? Uh, no. Well, they're different. They're really different because totally. I'd say for like a contained story – one one is really good. One one has a lot of beats that mm. that I really like. Mm. But for the gameplay and for like I don't know, for like the impact, I feel like two does a better job. Yeah, I think undeniably gameplay wise, it is like miles yeah. beyond part one. That's that's easy. Yeah. Um, and when I say impact, the guy that's so that's so hard because it feels like Again, like the highs of of part one, I like hit me more. Right, but part two, the the lows hit me more. If if that makes any sense, yeah, like, for sure. You know, th- yeah. There's there are some, some low points. Part one, and like, they feel some, really bad. <laughs> there's some stuff like some people get it, and you're just it like oh, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts, yeah. man. Yeah, I think sure. yeah. I've kind of solidified that in my mind just now. Just like you know. Part one has has a a I don't want to say a feel good storyline, but in in relation to part two, yeah, it's kind of a feel good storyline. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I'm looking forward to the show more than I'm looking forward oh to gosh, this yes. remake of part one. I'm definitely looking forward to the show for sure. Yeah, yeah. we do have another response if you want to read it. For, that's pro Sony. Sure. So we've got uh, Rob Krakowski says. I would have to say Sony. We have yet to see the full fruit of labor from Microsoft's acquisitions. Sony has continued to build their brand on PC, absolutely, as well as getting the first-party games out the door. Horizon, GT7, Last of Us Part 1, Ragnarok are some great hits or will be great hits. I think that's another point. The PC uh, hardware that they've got coming out with the end zone, uh, they've got uh, monitors and headsets that are like legit really good monitors very expensive but they're i mean they're like real like there's i think i think there's a couple tiers there's like 4k 1440p there's right a, a couple different things that so this is sony in. monitors then. sony monitors yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah well i mean I, I don't know if that's a fair judgment because we're not judging like the computer side of microsoft right so but these are like playstation oh, branded wow i'm pretty sure Okay. So, well, okay. They're definitely Sony, and then it's in zone, I N Z O N E, and I think it's their like PlayStation side of play, uh, PC oh, components. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm so surprised this service that they have with PS Plus is not on PC. Like, they're so they're going hard in PC, and it's great to see. Like, they should. Well, yeah, that's a market that they in, need to tap into. That conflicts with the cadence that i was talking about because mm-hmm. if if it is for someone like me who has a playstation 5 right. and a pc well then i'm only choosing to play in one right. place and not yeah. both yeah they'd rather so. take your 70 bucks for spider-man on pc than like your whatever a month for all the games right yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. i think they're they're going to find what they want to do specifically i think microsoft came out of the gate saying this is what game pass is day and date all the games that we make are coming and and you never have to question it whereas sony we still don't really know what what to expect Mm -hmm. so so yeah a b sony gets a b for me cool well that's our letter grades do you want to go just go over the letter grades themselves real quick i was gonna say that yeah go through all right so microsoft I gave Microsoft a B minus. It is my lowest grade of this semester. Okay. For Microsoft, I gave them a C minus. And also that is my the, lowest grade. Yeah, also the lowest grade. 
Uh, here's where we, I guess, grew apart a little bit, Brian, yes. and it kind of breaks my heart. <laughs> Nintendo, uh, I gave the highest grade. I gave them an A minus. That is so surprising. All you bought was Kirby and well, Live I have Alive. Live Alive. I'm getting Splatoon three. I'm getting Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Like I, I, I'm, I'm getting four exclusive Nintendo games this year. Uh huh. That's quite a few. I mean, it, sure. I, it, it's more than I purchased from Sony. Actually, now that yeah. I think about it. But is a is a Horizon and a God of War not better than a? Kirby and uh now you're Splatoon. I don't think that's maybe it's not, not. It's maybe not, not. I'll tell you what I didn't put 150 hours into God of War 2018 but I did put 150 hours into Splatoon 2 sure so like what's your scale to judge right. worth here because like Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope I probably put just as many hours into that as I did God of War 2018 the first okay. game I mean the first Mario plus Rabbits and I enjoyed every minute of it <laughs> for different reasons so, like, can you compare those titles? I think you absolutely can. It's just they're not a one to one, right? There's right. a lot. There would be a lot to consider. Sure, yeah. sure. So you gave them an uh, A minus. An A minus. I gave them a C plus. They were not. They were not hitting it for me. I appreciate. I respect what they what they put out. None of it really really is for me. I think Splatoon three of of the games that I'm looking at. That's the one that's most exciting to me. Kirby Mario plus rabbits, bro. I mean, cool. I'm I'm gonna wait until it's maybe twenty bucks. Like, well, like that'll be like was. a month later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, exactly. Yeah, that would take long, dude. It's an yeah. Ubisoft title, so right, right. Yeah. yeah. So a C plus for me. If you were an actual teacher, all the students would call you brutal Brian behind your back. Probably. Probably. <laughs> all right. So the last one is Sony. Uh, and I gave them the middle ground, the second highest grade, if you will. I gave them a B plus. Yeah, I gave them a solid B. I was really, yeah. I think I think they get an A if God of War hits hits me like it's supposed to. Yeah, I will say I graded a little nicer than you. I guess I gave them just a little bit higher grade. Uh, it's because I own all three of these consoles, and I don't regret buying a single one of them. I'm not disappointed by any of them. They're yeah. all good for their own reasons. So I felt like if I gave anybody a C or lower, it just it wouldn't feel <laughs> it wouldn't feel right by me. You know, I, I really like I'm enjoying all three of these for their own reasons. So sure. I feel like they all deserve pretty solid grades on yeah. my on my part. I think you're right. All right. Well, that's that's the discussion for our back to school edition of this mission report. That was good. Good to kind of put these these guys into perspective and, and see what they got going on so all, we still the, have... all the students want my class because they know they'll get a better grade yeah no i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm the teacher who's like ah, like this there's no bell curve it's just uh you, the best you can get is be in the class and that's if you really really do a good job right did you ever have any of those instructors who are like i do an actual bell curve so there will be a's and there will be f's no uh, questions asked. <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, I had one though in college who was like really harsh, really brutal. Um, but I went to college as an older guy, uh -huh. so like I think he kind of didn't treat me like he treated a lot of the younger kids. I took complete advantage of that. Right. Like I was like, oh, he likes me because like I'm not a child. He I sees see. all he sees all these other students as children and like not me. And I'm like, I'm gonna kiss this dude's ass nice <laughs> like, i need this grade dude yeah. good job yeah good job. Uh, no nice. shame brother <laughs> hey man get through it i phoned in my last year and i i got the piece of paper so that's all that mattered right <laughs> all right well that'll do it for the mission report i say we take a little breather and then get into our debrief Okay, Ryan, I'm not going to say it. I just want you to elicit something for me to experience this week. You want me to show a little skin? <laughs> yes. That's what you're saying? What you got? What you got under them drawers? <laughs> All right. Well, you got to say the word, debrief. I'll debrief. I will debrief you. Yes. As long as you debrief me in return. 
absolutely uh, will not be doing that so for this week's uh debrief i want to i want to pray and i'm not talking about to jesus buddy i'm talking about the movie prey on hulu uh, it is maybe the best Predator movie, but definitely at least the second best one. Uh, it's the perfect setting. What, <laughs> what is this, dude? What is I typed this? in Duke Nukem debrief, and this is not what I was hoping for. <laughs> um. uh, you're going to kill me. I'm like live on, on air here. Dude. Sorry, there's... Not to completely interrupt your debrief, it's but it's all good, brother. In the GBA version of Duke Nukem, there's if you beat the game, he talks about getting debriefed. And I was I was hoping that video was it, but we're all just Duke was Nukem not. at heart. Thank goodness we're not. Thank goodness we're not. So yeah, yeah, pray. Uh it's it definitely the second best predator movie, maybe the best. I, I can't call it the best because like, man, I could still go back and watch the 80s predator. And love every minute of it. It is such a good movie. But Prey's really, really good. I think it's the perfect setting for this type of movie. It has really good pacing. Good... So from like a film standpoint, it is a better film than the original Predator. Uh-huh. Like it's visually stunning, good cinematography, really cool monster design. It's very atmospheric. It does such a good job of painting the atmosphere. But from like a action movie standpoint, I think the first Predator is just astonishing. It's still so good, right? Uh, it has all these callbacks. Yeah, man, let's give high fives, Carl Weathers. Uh, but we know we all know you're Carl Weathers. I am Carl um, Weathers here, Schwarzenegger. I know. You're like making stew with chicken bones over there. <laughs> Arrested Development, baby, right? You got a stew going. Yeah, exactly. You take this bone, baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good acting, uh, really like unique kills, if that's your sort of thing. The whole storyline and like the character development. Yeah, I found myself interested in not only just like, oh, I want to see the Predator kill a bunch of foolish people. I found myself very interested in the main the lead, the human lead of the movie uh-huh. and her story and her kind of growth throughout the film. And yeah, I, I hope they do more with this. I hope they bring that character back for a sequel. It would be really cool to see. They kind of allude to it at the end that there will be a sequel. I just think it's a hundred percent worth the price of a month of Hulu, right? Yeah. A month of Hulu is like six ninety nine, And to see this movie, it's worth that six ninety nine. There's a lot more there too if you want to venture into other things throughout the month. But I would say even if you don't have Hulu and you want to just get it to watch Prey, it's worth it. It definitely gets my my go ahead. Is it a good standalone movie? Like I, I've seen yeah. Predator, but it's right. been it's been a couple decades. I would say it's absolutely a good standalone movie. It okay. has it has throwbacks to the original, but they're more like Easter eggy, like yeah. similar lines of dialogue being said or. You know, certain the way certain scenes are shot is similar, but you definitely you can go in with a vague memory of the original and still have a great time with this. Okay, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, I've heard good things. It's Dan Trachtenberg, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, what Ten Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, which is such a good movie. Ooh, dude. It's a good movie. Yeah, love that movie. Definitely. Very scary. John Goodman is a John. He's John the John Goodman. Best Man. He is the John Best Man. I don't want. I almost you know. Go watch the movie if you haven't. I don't want to give anything away. That man, I want to watch that movie again right now. Yeah, it's really good. Really That's tense, good. tense movie. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, well, oh, here I found the video. <laughs> this is Duke Nukem for GBA. And I was hoping to get this was on the Game Boy Advance. That does not look as bad as I thought it would on the GBA. Yeah, yeah. Uh so I'll just let that play. This is not my debrief. Uh my debrief. <laughs> Also, the debrief that I am going to talk about, I have not seen, but I know that I'll like it. And it is Golden Era. And this is the GoldenEye N64 documentary that just uh, released um, in North America. I think it's been out for, oh, there it is. Well, uh, someone's already taken care of the debriefing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, okay. oh spicy, spicy. Hail to the there. king. 
Maybe. That's, uh, that's, that's right. what I always think of when I think of debrief. So it's very important that I showed that to you. Yeah. I need my um, sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> Take my shirt off. Yeah. Close, but no cigar. Um, so yeah, golden era, getting back to the debrief, uh, golden eye documentary, 20, 25 years. This is the 25th anniversary. I think like either yesterday or today for golden eye for Whoa. the N64. Does oh that make any God. sense to you? <laughs> it makes you want to cry. Uh, that game wow. has been out for 25 wow. years, and there's a documentary uh, that I, I saw, and <laughs> it's a bad debrief because I haven't, I, haven't I, I have not seen the the documentary. I will, I will say that again, but I'm very interested to watch it, and I want other people to watch it so that uh, we can all talk about it. Very but, cool. Uh, I will check it out. I, will I, it. I think it's available in a couple different places. I want to say like Prime Video, uh, Google Video. I think y- you might have to buy it there, but just just do your research. Type it in, and and you, I'm sure you'll find it. You guys are good at finding things on the internet. That's cool, man. I w- I want to check that out. Hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Very good. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Good lit. Good list of stuff for the the mission report there. And we do have a show for next week, I believe. Don't we? We do have a show for next week, Brian. Yes. We are going to be talking about our top three battle royales. That's right. Um, And we are doing that with a guest. Yes. With guests. I should say. Yes. Yes. Uh, That's going to be Andrew and Dylan of your friendly neighborhood gamers. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be fun. I, I think I can come up with four battle royales. I think I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing, right? <laughs> we'll figure it out though. We'll figure I it out. I think so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It'll be a good episode. All right. Well, I think that'll do it. Yeah, man. I just uh, love talking to you. Same, same brother. Uh, it, this was fun. This was a fun episode. I always it look was. forward to our mission reports. Yeah. They're, they're good discussions. Cause it's just the two of us. That's right. I'm going to stop. Right there. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your week, everyone. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.